Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It was either 24 hours, I got out to the National Tennis Center, and um, it was just uh, amazing. I mean, it was amazingly beat up. It also was just amazingly inspiring because the kids were playing uh, with the worst balls I'd ever seen, the worst nets, the worst courts. I think I think you told uh, me those courts were uh, they were they were last paved when Eisenhower was president. Everyone, John Wertheim here. It is this week's Sports Illustrated slash Tennis Channel Tennis Podcast. We're going to do something a little bit different this week. Our guest is Jake Agna. That may not be a name familiar to you as if, if, if you were a player or coach, but Jake is director of Kids on the Ball. It's an American nonprofit based in Vermont. And what Jake did was spearhead the effort to rebuild the courts at the National Tennis Center in in Havana, Cuba. I know some of you have followed this. Uh, there was a New York Times piece that uh, our trusty producer Jamie will link. We did a Tennis Channel piece. We had a Tennis Channel delegation down there. Uh, I was lucky enough to be there with with Jim Courier, Martina Navratilova, Stan Smith, Ken Solomon, uh, the head of the network, among others. And it was a great few days of of tennis and discovering, exploring Cuba. But really, Jake Agna is the driving force here, and. He'll tell the uh, he'll tell the story. I sort of wanted him to talk about his involvement, but he's a a pro in Vermont. And again, he was moved by uh, a feature he had seen on CBS Sunday Morning about Cuba. He went down there and suddenly has become really the the benefactor of Cuban tennis. It's um, I think there's there's something instructive there about how we're motivated to uh, to get involved in in social causes. Sometimes it just takes uh, the slightest motivation and then some hard work. But thanks to Jake. They now have a functioning tennis center, basically, and he's repaved all of the courts. The next step he'll talk about will be getting the, the, the clubhouse fixed, and suddenly this teaching pro from Vermont has really changed the tennis profile of an entire country. It, it's a great story. Again, we will provide some links. Uh, there's a longer Tennis Channel piece forthcoming, but I wanted to get Jake on and uh, have him talk, so 
Let's uh, go right to uh, let's right go right to our man in Burlington. How you doing? Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. Hey, Jack. Thank you. You know, p- people heard bits and pieces about the the Cuba project and the trip, and you know, Martina and Jim Curry are going. And but I, I thought we'd get the origin story from you. And uh, okay. you you are really the driving force behind this. So I feel like uh, we should just I, I should get out of the way and just sort of have you to to, to tell the story soup to nuts. Okay. How'd you uh, how'd how'd you get into this racket? No, to tell us tell us your role here. Well, um, I've had kids on the ball, um, a scholarship program uh, for um, for sure for kids that don't have the means to play tennis uh, since 2000. So um, what we've done up here in Burlington is uh, uh, had a lot of kids involved in tennis that probably would not have a chance to play tennis. Uh, so we, uh, we have scholarship tennis that comes into club tennis. Uh, we have schools tennis. Uh, we have parks tennis. Um, and we have a really big refugee resettlement program up uh, here in Burlington. Um, so my program has a lot of refugees. So for the last 17 years, um, that program has gotten bigger and bigger. Uh, so we have a lot of kids involved every day. And where, where, where um, are they from? Where, 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 not, not Cuban refugees. You're talking no, about no. These from... are kids. These are kids from uh, Somalia, uh, Burundi, uh, Sudan, uh, Nepal. Um, and they they found their way to Burlington. They're, they're refugees. Uh, some Syrians. Um, I mean, we've got a lot of. We have probably. I think percentage wise, Burlington has the most refugee resettlement of any uh, city in the country. So we have a lot of kids. But I also have uh, what used to be sort of the standard. Uh, uh, kids that needed help were just were here, poor whites and uh, blacks, and um, so again, we've got a lot of kids. So what I've done is a lot of um, um, grassroots tennis. We call it, I guess, we call it that, um, and um, it's been, I think, very successful because we've got a lot of kids that are playing, enjoying, uh, growing as people, uh, and some of them are really becoming good tennis players. Um, but about a couple of years ago, I was sort of at a low ebb with the behavior of some of my kids. A lot of my kids are, ha- are they're coming off of uh, refugee camps, and some of the behavior is uh, uh, not good. And um, I was watching a Sunday morning uh, CBS show um, that Wynton Marsalis had done some music down in Havana, and I turned to my wife and I said, "I got to see what that place is like." Um, and just was just a thought that I just wanted to see, because it seemed like the kids were really enthusiastic. And um, I, I got, I went down there. Um, I got a trip through the Cuban American Friendship Society, and um, my wife and my daughter, who um, has played a lot of tennis with me, went down. And within 24 hours, they had hooked me up with uh, the top sports people of Cuba. Um, I was in a room with you know, a lot of people, and they, um, Alberto Juan Torreno, who is their sports hero of uh, the 76 Olympics in track, uh, was there, and um, they presented what they had in sport and in tennis, sort of in a grainy, up on the wall, um, right. and it just looked, I mean, it was amazing, I mean, they jerry-rigged nets to chairs, and 
and just looked uh, for sure grassroots, much more grassroots than what I've done. And um, so I got out to the court. They wanted to, within, you know, 24 hours, I got out to the National Tennis Center, and um, it was just uh, amazing. I mean, it was amazingly beat up. And um, it also was just amazingly inspiring because the kids were playing uh, with the worst balls I'd ever seen, the worst nets, the worst courts. I think I think you told uh, me those court. courts were uh, they were they were last paved when Eisenhower was president. Mm-hmm. No, I think they were last paved actually for the um, for the Pan, uh, Pan Am games for the Pan Am games in uh, like ninety ninety one. But um, this was the first project since uh, bricks and mortar since Eisenhower. So that's where the Eisenhower. I got it. But the courts were, I mean, I'm you, they could have been back to Eisenhower the way they look. I mean, it was just, they're completely beat up. The core of the ball, I've never seen the core of a ball coming out like that. And the play was inspired, physical, great athletes, but also just uh, the kind of kids that, uh, I just wanted to see that kind of kid that was just not making excuses, um, playing hard, having fun. Um, I just right off the bat, I said, man, this is, this is what I wanted to see. Uh, so I got, after a week down there, I got everybody together and I said, if I can if I can raise the money for these courts, I'm going to go back to the state to see if I can do it. Because I've been raising a good amount of money for kids on the ball for all these years because we grew and grew. And, and the whole thing is just to get more opportunity, and that costs more money. So we, I, would, I got a lot of foundations in Vermont that I, I'm pretty connected to. So I went back. I went to my, the top foundation is uh, Bob Stiller, uh, Stiller Family Foundation, okay. Green Mountain Coffee Investors. And he, uh, he gave a tremendous um, start-off gift. And then I thought this thing could work. So um, I went for the next months and raised up a lot of money. And, um, and after two, exactly two years, we, uh, when I saw you down there in April, um, that was exactly two years um, from the, when the project started, and the courts, ten nice courts, are down there. And you, you were able to raise this money. I mean, I just, I just kind of want to, for context. I mean, you're, you're a yeah. teaching pro in Vermont. You go yeah. to Cuba, you're inspired, and you're able to raise this money to uh-huh. redo facilities yeah. in Cuba without any sort of. Yeah. This isn't the the Cuban American Society yeah. of Vermont. These are just <laughs> connections you have. No, well, I'll tell you what I've I've done over the years is. Uh, Connect with people that, uh, for sure, foundations and people with means that I could. I what I do is I, I tell them the story of what I do every day because I still teach a lot of tennis, and um, I try to tell them just a real story. And the real stories of, of a lot of people are inspiring, and the kids here inspire me all the time. But down there, I was able to see, I could sort of connect it if if we got courts down there. And then if the embargo was loosened up, and that if we could get an exchange of kids, both the United States and Cuba would uh, benefit by this exchange because uh, I think they want to see a lot of what America's got. They want to see the talent in America, and they want to see all that. But what we need to see is the cooperation of people, um, the spirit of people that have been um, – almost a siege mentality. I mean, they, they were together, and they, I've seen kids root each other on uh, that I don't see here a lot of times. So 
Yeah, I think that our kids here, especially my kids here that I have in Burlington, they need to see what a successful person, how a pers- person behaves. I always feel like we, at, at some at some level, we we generalize at our peril, and yeah. at the same time, they're they're national characteristics that we'd be a fool to sort of overlook. So, I mean, I, yeah. I just keeping that in mind. How how do you describe Cuba? When people say, "What what are the Cuban people like?" What do you tell them? They're really social. Um, they're uh, they're 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 friendly for sure, and uh, they're. Um, they're they're intelligent. They're um, well educated. Um, their um, their effort is tremendous. I mean, that's a big thing. And with my kids on the ball, probably the biggest thing that we talk about is effort. And we talk about try. And we talk about that. There's a feeling when you're trying that it's the best feeling. And that if you can start to want that feeling. Uh, then you'll be a successful person because you, you, it's, it's about trying. And that's what I saw down there is just a, a bunch of people that are trying. And, um, that's, that's inspiring. Where, where do you think, uh, tennis fits into the Cuban sports scene? I mean, I think, yeah, we, we know about Cubans. Yeah. Yeah. We know about the impact Cuba's had on baseball and boxing and, and yeah. track yeah. and field. Where, where does tennis fit yeah. into this? I w- you know, I went down there sort of blind to, uh, what tennis was down there. I mean, I just went down because tennis was my life and I didn't really look up the history of tennis in Cuba. I didn't have, I just went in, but I was so surprised that they have a history of tennis. They have some, some great players that uh, I met from the fifties. One, one guy down there, Orlando. Sure. Uh, right. And then his brothers in Miami, right. they were both good players in the fifties. So they had who, who traveled the we we should point out pre pre revolution who traveled the world and yeah. you know I think they I think yeah. one of them won the Canadian Open and the other was a runner up one yeah. year I mean these guys were yeah. full time pros and Orlando's a tremendous person he uh, he told me he's the only guy I'll ever meet that lost seven straight first rounds at Wimbledon and I think that's a true statement oh, but uh, he uh, he's a tremendous guy and uh, um, in the coat I went down there and right off the bat. I was so surprised on the quality of tennis and the, um, the coaches down there are tremendous. They're really inspired people. Where I'm around a lot of coaches here in America that, um, um, you know, I run, I'm around inspired coaches, but I'm also around, uh, you know, some guys going through the motions a little. And down there, they, I was really impressed with their national coaches. And uh, they uh, they know the game. They watch the game. They play a lot of tennis against uh, South America, Central America, um, and they, uh, they're they way better than I thought they would be. And I think everybody I've taken down there is just surprised at the quality of tennis. What are, what are the biggest challenges? I mean, I, you know, I, I think we'll, we'll get back that up, too, and just sort of talk about Cuba. I mean, I think it's this, this hot destination, and people yeah, from New yeah. York, it's JetBlue flies there direct from New York, and then yeah, it, yeah. I, I told people, I said, if you're – if you're nervous that a year from now there's going to be a Starbucks on every block, uh, your, your fears are not well founded. We we, we got a ways to go here. But what 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 are your thoughts on Cuba? Well, they're they're wary of uh, opening up too fast, and I think you saw that down there. Um, and I don't, and just like you said, I don't think it's going fast at all. Um, but it's moving. I mean, I've been back. I've been down there twelve times now in two years. So I go down about every two months. Uh, to take down 
tennis balls, shoes, string, all the things that it takes to maintain a program because they just don't have that and they don't have the funds to do it. So uh, I'm probably going to go down in mid-June again. Um, but things are cha- things are changing for sure. Um, but again, um, they they want things for sure. They want the things that uh, make life more comfortable and more convenient, but they also are wary of uh, sometimes having too much, people having too much, or inequity for sure. I think they're, uh, uh, but, you know, like when I bring a lot of stuff down, the coaches are great at handing it out in an equitable way to all these kids. I went down there one time, and I thought I was going to hand out everything, and they said, no, 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 we'll, we'll get it to everybody. And they do that in a really, kids, I mean, it's, it's amazing. You're, 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 you're talking about the gear and uh, some gear, of the, the attire gear, and the shoes. Clothes. Uh, they need everything. So we've been bringing down as much as we can. Um, and uh, uh, we're just trying to bring down more and more stuff because, I mean, they got a taste of better stuff. And the tennis games have gotten better. And um, uh, for sure they want, want some of the things we have. What's the biggest challenge? Biggest challenge um, is that we're going to have to continue to open up between the two countries. Um, right. Hopefully that's on the move uh, because I want those kids to come to America. I mean, I want to have there's – a, there's a bunch of kids down there that I would love to have them come to Vermont or come to Miami or come to New York and, uh, and play and show, show how they play and who they are as people because um, they want to come up here. They want to show their stuff. And we want to, I want to take more and more people down. I've been taking a lot of people. In the last, I've probably taken over 100 people down on trips, let them see, let them play with the kids. Um, and um, I think it's a perfect place to take, like, a college team down there, let them play these kids, right. have community service with the little kids. It would be a great trip for a college. Uh, just... But the challenge, again, the challenge is um, – just the politics of it. It has to. We continue to have to open the place up, and then what I have to the challenge is to continue to raise money enough to buy the things that they need. Because right now they're they really don't have money. Just to be clear, I mean, could could these kids would would they be allowed by the government to leave to leave the island and, and come to the U.S.? Probably not. Probably not. Um, I mean, they can get you know you can apply for visas, right? But um, I don't I don't think they let out. A lot of those kids um, right now, I don't think so. Because I just know some of the interpreters that I'm around, They, a couple of them got denied a trip up here. Um, so it's, it's a process of getting getting allowed to come to the States. What, I mean, re- recognizing your, your role here, where, where do you think we are in a few years? I mean, we, we had it. It did seem like th- this, was, this relationship was thawing under Obama. I, I'm not sure where yeah, it is yeah, under our current yeah. administration. Yeah. Where, where do you think I this think is it, headed? I, I'm a positive thinker in this, in this uh, area, just because I, I think that we're so much alike. Um, our Cuban guy, uh, one time we had, we had a lecture about the revolution and about Russia in there and things like that. And they said, man, we are so much like Americans um, that uh, when, one guy said, we're not like Russians, we're like Americans. And uh, and they all, they have all the values 
that I think that I want the kids that I'm around um, to believe in about cooperation, about sharing, uh, about the uh, importance of education, um, about fair play. I mean, I'm around a lot of kids down there, and then the fair play is, is, is again, inspiring to me. Um, so I just think we're a lot alike. Uh, we, we want this to work, and I think – I don't think we can turn back. I think it's going to open up, and I think we're going to both both countries are going to get a lot out of the relationship. Where, where do you think that the, the the fair play especially interests me? I mean, where where do you think? And, and you mentioned how the, the camaraderie and and how the yeah, yeah. they were supportive teammates. Yeah. I mean, is is that from a a system with a social net? Is it is it going yeah, too yeah. far to uh, to say maybe this is uh, one of the the nicer offshoots of a, a communist system? I and mean, what do you think that comes from? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure it was the communist system, or I just think that, um, I don't know. John, I think about it a lot. I think, why am I, I continue to go, you know, there's hardship down there, and I have, uh, I've seen things that aren't right, and I think that I continue to want to go down there because I come back, and I'm so much more compassionate with the kids that I'm around here because I know how hard it is here uh, to be poor and you're being bombarded with um, images of what you need to be happy. And the kids I'm around, they're so far away from that, and they just need to—they need the building blocks that we all grew up with, like get back in line, uh, deal with failure, uh, all the things that the game can teach you. Um, and that's why I do it every day, because I think the game, in a simple way, can, can help you. Um, I don't know, but they seem to have a, a social way that is – for me, it's really good. Um, and I don't know where it came from, but they're uh, they're social people. Um, and they're and the other thing is they're all poor. It's not like they're stratified. Uh, so I was going to ask all... you about that. No, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, yeah. I mean the 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 underprivileged and underfunded kids that you deal with in Vermont yeah. probably have a lot more exposure to to, to wealth oh. and material yeah, possessions yeah. and yeah. conspicuous consumption. What what is the difference when everyone is at your level? Economically, uh, I think again, I, this what I've seen people do is um, share for sure, and I've seen them not um, so anxious. I mean, what I'm around, like I was at a school yesterday. It's a, a lot of refugees that come in at that school. It's a really low performance school. It's a great school in a lot of ways because of the diversity, but it's 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 just struggling with all these kids from different languages coming in and the anxiety level of a lot of kids is tremendous. Um, and, um, I just think that it's, it's a shame to have a seven or eight year old person really anxious. Um, cause that is, could be a beautiful time in your life. And I've seen it again. I've seen on the court where people calm down. Like what I do with kids up here is I do the simplest stuff. I say, if you can get 10 in a row back and forth, I'll give you a lifesaver. Or if you can get twenty in a row, and I give out prizes all the time. I mean, my whole thing is games and prizes, and um, I just think that games can teach you. Like I'm a real believer in games, and I'm not in open hitting. I don't hardly hit. It. There's nothing I do seems to be like just hit a ball. It's hit a ball for a reason, and um, and you can always win or you can always lose. And I just think that's a really good way to calm down. Because then you know the rules and you know the parameters, and um, 
I've seen kids calm down uh, just by getting 10 in a row in because uh, it's a short-term goal. But, again, I just speak for myself. I wake up every day, and I want to play tennis because it's, it's a simple game, and it just gets me sort of straight. Um, and um, I think that's valuable, especially for a kid who needs to have some rhyme and reason in their lives. Right, right. Where, where? Um, I, I was thinking too that in you know a, a a woman from Puerto Rico won gold medal in in singles at uh, at the most recent Olympics. Right now, there are no Cuban players. I don't think ranked on either tour. Um, no. How how far are we from? You know, you you've got facilities now, thanks to you. Yeah, yeah. You you have I nice weather. How far are we? Uh, you do, yeah. you do. I think three or four years. There's a couple. I mean, I, I'm always down there looking, playing with these kids. There's two boys that are about 12 or 13 that are tremendous athletes. I, inter- I introduced one kid to Stan Smith, and Stan just shook his hand and said, whoa, that's a good athlete. Um, he, uh, these, these couple kids, I think, with the training and if they get continued shoes, balls, all the things that they need, they're going to be world-class players. There's some girls down there that are 10, 11, really good athletes um, that I think, again, I can project out. Uh, the ones that I met originally, the best players were 16, 17, 18. It's almost too late because now that it's, well, I, I hate to say it's too late, but it's just now they've got the best stuff. I'm right. trying to give them the best stuff I can. It's going to take a couple of years, two or three or four years, but I think they're going to come out with some players. If people want to contribute, if if they're hearing this, and whether it's financial or whether it's you know what I've I've got a dozen rackets in my garage, where uh, where, where where can they help? Well, it's, it's Kids on the Ball Inc. Uh, INC Kids on the Ball Inc. We're based up in Burlington, um, and uh, for sure we need any kind of help anybody can give uh, because um, we're gonna um, we're not only gonna continue to do Cuba. Uh, but we're, we've got some ideas of how to spread kids on the ball in the United States because uh, we've sort of got a, a method of uh, a loosely playing a lot of games. And uh, the kids I'm around, they don't want to hear too much advice, uh, but they do want to play games. And I do think that that's, that's where tennis can spread is in games rather than instruction in some ways. Sounds like you're describing millennials. Um no, but but it, I think it makes sense that I saw your. I mean, you were. It's very smart. I mean, this this. Um, I, I, I I'm forgetting the term from psychology, but you 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 give kids a lollipop. I, I you the lifesavers. You have the lifesavers in your pocket. I, I saw this work. Uh, it's a little positive reinforced because a long way. What? I mean, I I guess my my sort of overarching question. What what's the end game here? I mean, is this Cuban kids can play college tennis? Is this? Go mint some pros from Cuba, like for the first time since yeah. Orlando Garrido. I mean, what what is the uh, what's the end game? Well, you know, when I first started to think that this could work, when I first got that big uh, uh, grant of money, and then I just went crazy as far as going around raising money. Um, I I broke it down in three phases. I wanted to get the courts done because I knew that they needed courts just to play. Then this building that they have there is just uh, it could be a beautiful building because it's it's I like the way it's set up, but it's just uh, it's terrible. It's all the locker rooms are beat up. I mean, this needs uh, that's the next phase. That's phase the, the, two. The clubhouse that's there the, at the center. Clubhouse there. Yeah. Uh, 
phase three has always been the most important thing is just interplay between Cuban kids and the United States kids. That was that was the end game is interplay of uh, the two countries. Uh, and that we're closer to that because now they have ports down there. Um, and that was the whole thing. I, I didn't project out to college tennis or pro tennis, but now that I've seen what good good courts and good balls and stuff can do for people, that's a realistic um, uh, goal is to get kids into colleges playing college tennis uh, or, you know, or pro tennis. I mean, that pro tennis is tough. I, I'm I'm telling you that thanks thanks to you and uh, your efforts that National Tennis Center now is a facility where a, a college team from the U.S. could go go for a spring break for a spring break trip yeah. and and they would, yeah, they would have agree. a worthwhile time. Um, all right, this this uh, this is great. Um, I, again, I, I think people may have seen uh, you know Nick Pacelli did a nice piece in the New York Times. We had some Tennis Channel coverage, but I'm I'm glad to get uh, a half an hour with you and really get the get the full story. It's really uh, it's a remarkable thing you're doing. Great, thank you. Thanks a lot. All right, thanks, Jake. We'll talk. All right, that was Jake Agna, a little bit different, but uh, Jake does tremendous work. I think you get a sense of uh, what kind of a guy he is. Again, this is just uh, a teaching pro from Vermont with absolutely uh, indefatigable reserves of energy who was moved to change the tennis situation in Cuba, and he's done just that. It's it's really a remarkable story, and uh, inspiring is one of those words that gets tossed around way too often, especially in sports, but there really is um, inspiration to be uh, to be gleaned here. Um, all right, that was Jake. We thank him for spending some time with us. We thank him much more generally and meaningfully for uh, for the work he's done in Cuba. It's really a remarkable story. Um, Jamie Lasanti, as always, was our trusty producer. We thank her for her efforts as she tries not to smile and gives a coin knife from uh, across the room. I'm John Wertheim. We will uh, have another guest next week. Keep the suggestions coming. They're always appreciated. Thanks for listening. You can hear the Sports Illustrated Tennis Channel Tennis Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and again, wherever fine podcasts are sold. All right. Have a good week, everyone.